Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritschner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. Malachi Smith was back in action for Dayton, playing in his first game since November 25th. He only played 16 minutes and scored 5 points, but it helped Dayton beat Davidson at UD Arena 68-61. This was a dicey one for Dayton, who never really put Davidson away. The Wildcats were leading the Flyers 32-29 at halftime, but Dayton came roaring out of the halftime locker room. Dayton went on a 21-6 run in the first 10 minutes of the second half to assert themselves. Mustafa Mzeel led UD with 19 points, the second most he scored in a game this season. Dayton is 13-6 overall and 5-1 in the A-10. The Flyers are going to hit the road for two games before returning home for a game against Richmond on January 28th. Miami dropped their game last night at Millette Hall against Northern Illinois, 81-77. This was a tough loss for Miami, who got 27 points and 10 rebounds from Morgan Safford in a losing effort. The Red Hawks now sit at 7-11 on the season and 1-4 in the MAC. It wasn't always pretty, but Kentucky figured it out in the end behind an absolutely monster performance from Oscar Shibway to beat Georgia at Rupp Arena 85-71. Listen to this stat line. Shibway had a career-high 37 points and 24 rebounds. Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio tweeted after the game that no college basketball player has had at least 37 points and 24 rebounds in a game since 2011. Georgia led 42-34 at the break, but Kentucky flipped the switch in the second half, outscoring the Bulldogs 51-29 in the final 20 minutes of the game. After the huge win at Tennessee on Saturday, two wins in a row has to feel good for the Kentucky faithful. I'm not sure this one inspired a ton of confidence, but things are at least trending in a better direction than they were a week ago against that horrific South Carolina team that beat Kentucky at Rupp. Kentucky is 12-6 and 3-3 and in the SEC with a big test looming on Saturday against Texas A&M, who has been playing very well lately. Cincinnati finishes their two-game road swing tonight with a game against South Florida at 7 on ESPN+. The Bulls are 8-10 and on the season and just picked up their first win in the AAC after starting conference play 0-4 with a win over East Carolina. The Bearcats, on the other hand, have won three of their last four and are at 4-2 and two in the AAC. USF is not a very good team, and this is a game Cincinnati needs to handle on the road. Ken Palm has this projected as a three-point UC win, and one thing to note is that if this game does wind up close in the end, the Bulls are one of the worst free-throw shooting teams in the country. Louisville plays Pitt tonight at 7 at the Yum Center on the ACC Network. The Cardinals are 2-16 on the year and 0-7 in the ACC and look just as terrible as they have basically all season. After this game, they will have a week off before starting their easiest stretch of ACC play next Wednesday at Boston College. Easy is relative for Louisville, but it will be their easiest four-game stretch of the year, at least in ACC play. Last but not least... Number 8 Xavier is on the road tonight for a late tip in the Windy City against DePaul. It's scheduled for 8.30 on FS1, but if you're a regular viewer of the 8.30 FS1 games, then you know this one will probably start closer to 8.45. DePaul is 8-10 overall on the season and 2-5 in the Big East with wins over Georgetown and, notably, Villanova, both at home. 
the Blue Demons didn't pick up any significant wins in the non-conference. This is by far the easiest week of the season left for the Musketeers, at least on paper. After this game against DePaul, Xavier will host Georgetown on Saturday in a game Xavier just announced will be played in front of a sold-out crowd. I'd hazard a guess that if X continues to play as well as they have been, close to all their games the rest of the way will sell out. If you weren't on social media at all last night, go back and look at Jeff Goodman's tweet from after the Kansas State game. The 13th-ranked Wildcats beat number 2 Kansas 83-82 in an overtime thriller in Manhattan, and the Kansas State fans stormed the floor. First-year Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang, who is probably the front-runner for National Coach of the Year, got up on the scorer's table and took the microphone to address the crowd, leading them in a chant before saying, I told you all, we'll get you one court storming. From here on out, expect to win. Again, Jeff Goodman tweeted that video of it, so go watch it. It's well worth your time. With the Wildcats trailing by one in overtime with just a few seconds remaining, Kansas State used a timeout and got an alley-oop dunk out of that timeout for what ended up being the game-winning basket. What a win for Kansas State, who is now 16-2 on the season. Also, Number 12, Iowa State beat number 7, Texas, in Ames 78-67 in a game that was much closer than that 11-point differential would make you think. Tonight, number 15, UConn is at Seton Hall. Number 14, TCU is at West Virginia in a game the Mountaineers desperately need to win. Virginia Tech visits number 10, Virginia, and in maybe the game of the night, number 22, Providence, is at number 20, Marquette. I had one of my best nights of the year betting last night, but as luck would have it, the only loser I had was Paul's Pick of the Day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Went 6-1, and one, and this one was the only loss. I will say this, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, it's tough sometimes looking at these lines around midnight right after they come out and making a pick without the day of the game info to go off of, such as line movement and last-minute injury info. And that came back to bite us yesterday. Clemson's point guard, Chase Hunter, was declared out due to an injury a few hours before tip, and Clemson was handed their first loss in ACC play at the hands of Wake Forest. Clemson lost by 10, failing to cover. I'm not going to pick a side tonight. Instead, I'm going to take a total. Let's go with Providence and Marquette over 151.5. Marquette has the third best offense in the country, and Providence checks in at number 22. Both teams have better offenses than defenses, and even though Bryce Hopkins and Jared Bynum will be game-time decisions for the Friars, I think this is a big-time Big East battle that features a healthy amount of points. And if you want our other picks, be sure to join the Chatterbox Sports Discord, or you can follow Not Too Picky on Twitter. You're thinking, Paul, you were 6-1. and one. Where are the other six winners? You can follow on Twitter, or like I said, join the Chatterbox Sports Discord. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. Enjoy your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.